Once again, to the show that uh, on occasion has to end because we need to go to bed. Uh, but welcome to From the Outside Looking In, a show about everything, a show about nothing, a show about that cute girl in the office that you just don't have the nerve to talk to, a show about me, a show about you, whatever you know the deal. A show about bourbon, a show about <laughs> bourbon and branch, a show about branches that. N- fell in our yards we all know that pain it's a pain that we share whatever you know the deal we talk about sports we talk about what's coming up for the 1997 chicago bulls whatever man we talk about whatever we want it's usually comic books and tv shows and nerdy stuff like that but every once in a while hockey playoffs are on and we're talking about that as well sometimes we throw in an occasional ufc fight we're both masculine we're both men you know us you love us i am andy Leoskos, the collector of this show with me as always uh the beyonder to my collector mr uatu i mean patrick banis what's up oh what's up and how was that for an intro we fucking rambled that shit for a minute wow. and 20 seconds for you guys just fucking i don't think we can the how do we how do we even how do we meet that hype I don't know. I really, I honestly much. don't. It is. It is too much. I, I digress. I, I feel bad. I went in a little too hard on this yeah. intro, but I you think went we should to eleven. Do, yeah, we should do like three a three minute podcast, and it's nothing but an intro and an outro. Uh, it's like the Michael Buffer of podcasts. <laughs> it's the Bruce Buffer of, and Michael. If Bruce Buffer and Michael Buffer had a podcast, that's what it would be. Oh, Buffer that would be to, amazing. Buffer to Buffer. <laughs> oh, that's what they should call it. Oh, my God, dude, you nailed it. I know. I know. I am available for all your marketing needs. Um, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Hey, Pat, we're doing a remote show, which means I'm not looking into your lovely brown eyes this evening. Too uh, bad but, for you. you know, it is too bad for me, for sure. Uh, my Sometimes my baby blues long for that dark, luxurious chocolate <laughs> brown that Mr. Banus brings to the uh, podcast. Uh, but, uh, you know, in order to, at a somewhat snail-like pace, produce uh, uh, shows for you guys, we have to occasionally do these these remote locations, uh, me in the Philadelphia area, and Patrick, of course, in the Pittsburgh area. We're, like, we're delicious like molasses, though. It comes out real slow. Ooh, I like that. But it's sweet. It's rich. It's got mm-hmm. flavor. Mm-hmm. Makes just your like tummy this, grumble. Yeah, just like this. Just like this. Ne- this segment we're gonna do later. That's gonna. Oh man, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of molasses, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my dude. Oh yeah. So Pat, what's been going on, man? How you been? Living. Uh, you know, living. Um, working the uh, working the concert circuit. 
you know. Uh, it is concert the, season. Last weekend was the big Deutschtown Music Festival out here in our, oh. uh, in our neighborhood. A lot Lots of fun. A lot of polka. Yeah, a lot of polka. A little bit of death metal. Um, some hip-hop, maybe a hip-hop shooting. You know, I got to check the police blotter. Um, also, 20 years too late, uh, I finally got out to go see uh, 311. Uh, saw them last weekend for the first time ever. Um, you know, they were uh, a, they were a great alternative rock band from college in like the 90s. Yeah, I remember and, 311, and I, uh, I I was never a fan, uh, but people are people are fans for sure. It was a good time, you know. It, they you know they, they they're tight. They rocked. Um, it was a, it was a very interesting crowd as usual. The the hippie, the kind of stoner shows bring out a great hilarious crowd. Um, you know, so that was that was always fun. But yeah, dude, like it was like a band we listened to in college. They're always pretty decent. Um, I stopped listening to them in like the late 90s, early aughts, but it was like a $15 ticket. So it's kind of hard to beat. Yeah. I mean, there is some merit from there. For the, what, was, what was 311's big hit? I know they may, they probably had more than one, but there's like, there's one that I'm definitely thinking of that um, I can't remember. I think they had a song, they had a song called All Mixed Up. Uh, how's that? Uh, all mixed up, don't know what to do, something, 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 and then there's you. I don't know. Something like that. Um, that sounds terrible. Oh, man, it sounds terrible <laughs> because I'm singing it. Yeah. I'm All a terrible up, singer. Sorry. Don't know what to do. Gonna go get some Kool-Aid with you. Do, do, yeah, do, do, that's do. C. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, that I don't know how you don't like that. To be honest, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff that, from like I said, it's from like the mid to late nineties. You know, if you're in college, hanging out, listening to alt rock during that time period, you know, that was, you know, there's a lot of one hit wonders. They had more than one hit, but you know, they were still lumped in, and so it was mad decent. But uh, you gotcha. know, whatever. But now we're starting to ramp up. I got uh, I got a free week next week, and then the week after that, the first of two Iron Maiden shows, and then uh, I'm probably gonna go see Bad Religion. Um. So things are happening. Ooh. Right. Things are happening. Yes, for sure. Right. You know what is? You know what else also is happening? Now we talked a while back about cardboard and how much of a pain it is to get cardboard. And we talked about doing that research, doing that sweet, sweet research to find some cardboard to put my comics in. And uh, we did. Ha- we had that conversation. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, didn't didn't go well. Uh, cardboard was cardboard or replacements. Uh, very difficult to find. Um, so, like, I thought I was gonna not have cardboard at all for a period of time, and then I ended up taking a trip to Ohio uh, to Cleveland? pick up to not Cleveland, Columbiana. Jesus Christ! Which is like you know over the border and that's really about it but uh, I had to go to uh, this place called Watchtower Heroes um, a little while back when I went to the Comic Con in April is, I that, is that a, a comic store is that a comic they store? they are a comic them? store yeah they're, okay. they're, they're this they're this quaint little comic store in this quaint little tiny town and uh, called 
called Columbiana. Columbiana. So mm-hmm. it's like maybe an hour north northwest of Pittsburgh. And I had to go get uh, my slab. And so I happened to call him and say, hey, I'm coming up to get a slab. You don't happen to have any boxes, do you? I do. I was mm. like, this is great. What do you got? Got some long a, boxes, you, huh? You got you got a uh, you got a slab box. I have one more slab box left. I'll take it. This is great. So I went Things up are there. coming up, Dennis. Yeah, exactly, man. Summer Patrick. So I went up there and checked it out. Quaint little store. Um, I got a bunch of good stuff. I, you know, I, I, you know me. I bought some stuff. Uh, I got uh, I got one of the two. I think it's two issues of that Batman Dam series. <coughs> Oh uh, yeah, the Grant the Grant Morrison. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then I picked up some odds and ends. Um, I don't think there was anything real major in there that I picked up. Um, got my slab back. Got some boxes. Quaint little town. So I go in, digging through some boxes. He's talking to a guy. You know, and once he wraps up, you know, walk around the store talking to him. We're checking out stuff. And then I walk back to my car, which is conveniently parked right next to a small microbrewery. Hmm. And I'm like, uh, hold on, let me look at this door. Uh, They open at noon. That was 20 minutes ago. I'm in. Um, So I go to this place. What is it called? Um, Wow. I'm going to struggle with this one. Brew Day Micro. Uh, No. Um, It was like bird something. It was weird because they were like... um, it was like a penguin was mm. in the penguin was there's a penguin in the uh, in like the picture and man I'll be damned if I can remember what this place is called um, but the penguin but was it, significant the penguin was significant uh, the penguin was unfortunate really um, Ooh, unfortunate was, that's a that's <laughs> a strong so it was it was it pillsy penguins like a pilsner no, it was like the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it was this guy uh, that that ended up in Ohio, but like the Penguins, and so they, you know, they need it's the the logo is like a picture of the state of the, the outline of the state of Ohio, and there's a penguin in there. Gotcha. And I'm like, Meh. okay, yeah. but anyway, I go yeah. in, hanging out by myself, um, talking to the owner's wife. I guess she's the owner too, you know. And they have, in Columbiana, they have two brew pubs there. This one, oh, and then they really? have a bigger one. They have a bigger one, like, I don't know, a couple miles away. It's like they've cornered the market on breweries in a tiny town. Yeah, that's about standard for for nowadays, right? For today's To have era two of, in the same town, though? Yeah, I feel like that's just normal. Everybody's right. everybody's hopping on this uh, microbrew trend, right? Getting right. their brew pub on. Well, this place was, you know, uh, admittedly, this place was not big. It was like a small kind of storefront, and I think that they would, you know, they would host bands and stuff, and the place Ooh, would get nice. crowded. Nice. You know what I mean? Nice. And, yeah. and also, you know, it's a tiny town, and there's not a lot of bars, so it's like where you, you know, everybody's going to go to a brew pub, you know. So they open up a bigger one down the road, and they have sure. a lot more space. So I'm hanging out. They've got like five beers on tap, so I'm trying them all. They've got a, a vanilla bean brown ale. Not bad. Okay. A lavender and honey spiced ale. Mm, all right. Exactly. 
the Bangarang Black IPA. All right, I like a, a black IPA. That's good. Yeah. I I will I will admit that I took home a growler of it. Mm, um, growler. Uh, there's a mimosa IPA, which is a brute IPA with sweet orange peel. I could be in on that. I could see that. Yeah, it's a, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, an imperial stout. So tried them all. Pretty decent. Um, I like that they tried. What was, your, what was your favorite? Uh, I, I love a black IPA. Yep. Um, yep. So, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to remember what I think it was between the brown ale, the, the vanilla brown ale and the IPA. And so I got, um, I actually got a growler of the black IPA and then I bought a small growler from them of the vanilla brown okay. ale. Okay. So I'd have them both. Um, because you know, what you know? What is the chance I'm going to go back to Columbiana, um, Ohio, anytime soon? You know what I mean. <coughs> I 100 percent too. It's like yes, like I could have worn a condom, but then I was like, when's the next time I'm going to be in Haiti? Exactly. Terrible analogy, but let's go with it. Let's run with it. <laughs> yeah, that's so, from a that's from a 1980s like SNL skit called Bad Idea Jeans. Oh, who played Bad Idea James? It was like Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon, and if you're that never, makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could have wore a condom, but then I was like, "When's the next time I'm gonna be in Haiti?" <laughs> so, Bad you know, idea jeans. long story short, uh, you know, Watchtower Heroes came through when I needed the boxes, so good on them. Um, you know, I picked up some stuff that I was looking for, you know, just some odds and ends, no big deal. Um, so, and I got some beer and so it's like, you know, that, that trip worked out pretty solid. That's but, a, that's you know, a win, win, win right there. It really is. It really is. So if you're yep. ever in Columbiana, Ohio, <laughs> check and out. you need long boards and black IPAs. Check out Watchtower Heroes. And if you need black metal, where do you go for that in Columbia, Columbiana? Ooh, truck stop. I, you know, I'm not really, not really sure about that in Columbiana. I bet you can find it though. You know what? I bet you you can find it. Speaking because of Columbiana, uh, I'm going to take the show for a quick uh, jot down a side road here. Speaking of black metal and Germans, which for some reason leads me to Norwegians. And black metal leads me to Norwegian black metal. I Michael haven't watched. Yeah, for sure. I haven't watched it yet, but I was uh, perusing through Hulu yesterday, um, looking for something light to watch. I think maybe I watched, rewatched an episode of Letter Kenny or something like that. Right. Nice. Uh, but there's a 2018 film that just came out on Hulu, and it is called The Lords of Chaos. Ooh. And ooh yes, and it's the story of Aronimus and oh, get out. Bla- Norwegian black metal legends Mayhem. So there's awesome. a movie about Mayhem called Lords of Chaos. I've not watched it yet. I cannot vouch if it's good or not. But uh, Pat, you and I will try to watch that before the next episode, and we will review Lords of Chaos. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's awesome. I feel like there's like now two or three documentaries on on mayhem at yeah, least no, 
Yes, and this this is not a this is a docudrama. This is this is a film. This isn't a documentary. Wait, there are actors. There are actors. Yes. Oh. And and not that you really need the dramatic retelling of the story of mayhem, but I'm excited to see it. I really am, to be honest with you. I really want to know how they capture that that stank of of death metal. Yeah, and I, church I, burnings. Yes, I, I I'm really excited to see what's gonna happen with this, to be honest. <laughs> it's so it's a mother. We, I mean, we've told the story of mayhem on the show before, and it's a fuck of a story. So, it it's one of those things that you know they can't really um, reenact. No, I I don't think they can like um, make it more dramatic or intense than the real story actually is. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, when your when your real life story res, you know ends with the burning down of thirty seven churches, it's a pretty intense fucking story, right? It's uh, what we call uh, stranger than fiction, right? Yes, exactly. So, it should probably be better than the dirt that uh, shitty movie about Motley Crue with uh, Ramsey Bolton playing Mickey Mars. Yeah, yeah, it's something I'm never gonna see. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I mean, it's entertaining, but it's terrible. So, but anyways, uh, Pat, what's going on in the world today, bud? So many things, dude. So many things. For one, and I totally forgot about this. And I maybe said this before, but I'm so excited. It was my first time. Uh, I went to a drive-in. Ah, you thought it was going to be something different, but uh, it was. I went to a drive-in. And uh, so I went to the drive-in a little bit ago and saw Shazam. And so outside of of Pittsburgh, there's a dependable drive-in. It's literally called the dependable drive-in. And uh, not very dependable. It was very dependable. So I got to see Shazam. And I know that uh, no one else is going to see Shazam. Um, I actually don't even know if it made any real money. But I, I saw it. So this is the Zachary Levi project uh, where he is Billy Batson uh, yep. and becomes Shazam. Um, yes. So say my name. Skipping past the part about that dude from from that show, Chuck. This movie is set in Philly. What? So he ends up at like an adoption home, like at at a, at a home in Philly. So, like, a whole bunch of scenes are set in Philly. The Kensington uh, Home for Boys? It might as well be. (laughs) But, no, it was actually a much nicer home than that. I'm trying to figure out what what part of town it could be in. Maybe Kenzo. Maybe it could be. Maybe he's a Kenzo. Shazam's a Kenzo. Yeah, I mean, they're they're re-gentrifying parts. I believe they call that old Kensington now. New new Kensington or or standard Kensington, still a complete shooting gallery. But old Kensington, that's like new fish town. Ooh, which is really like so Try, trying um, to be Norlibs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. So it's like you know a, a, a slightly decent, slightly decent uh, movie. It's not. It wasn't as it was corny, but it wasn't as completely corny as I thought it was going to be. Um, so the end was cool. There was like a Marvel family uh, sighting, which was totally cool. Um, no. Was there? I'm trying to remember if there was a 
I don't know if they hinted towards a Black Adam appearance or not, to be honest. I don't remember. Um, because, you know, the isn't, movie in general was Isn't pretty... The Rock slated to play Black Adam? So, that's the rumor. But, you know, to this point, like, the rumor was that he was going to get... I, I thought that he... It was one of two rumors. It was either he was going to be in the Shazam movie as the villain, or he was going to get his own movie. Um, I don't think it's going to be either of those. Um... So, I, I, I mean, I assume that that's what's going to happen um, down the line. I, I don't know when. I don't know how. Um, I mean, my understanding is there's going to be a Shazam 2. Um, I'd love to see it have The Rock in it as Black Adam. But I, I'm just trying to remember. I assume that there was something that hinted towards uh, Black Adam. But at the end, they hinted towards something totally different, uh, a totally different set of villains. So... You know, at least they left the door open for that, where they can go in a totally different direction, and Black Adam could have its own movie if they wanted to, nice, um, like an origin story. But you never know. So there was that. Also weird, very weird. Yes. Uh, your band's favorite band, Bears Have Hearts. They're going to have another concert. That is true. Tell, yes. Tell me more. Not this weekend, but next weekend, July 27th, your boys, Bears Have Hearts, uh, will be playing at a outdoor venue called Sunflower Hill um, in Old Kensington, right near Fishtown, um, with uh, uh, a friend of the show and an and artist extraordinaire, Boz, and our other friend, Corey. Uh, Andrews, who's also a rapper. So again, this is a uh, our mellow uh, alt rock mixing with hip hop, but that's uh, you know that's what our friends do, and we support our friends. So yeah, man, we're gonna be playing this uh, this really cool venue. Um, like all the walls uh, in the outdoor venue all have like unique graffiti artists that all did a Wait, wall there. there. It's, an outdoor, it's an outdoor venue with walls. Yeah, so you're kind of like walled into this outdoor venue, right? Like, um, but you know, there's it, it's outdoors, but you come in, and then there's you know, there's walls and fences all around you. I believe there's a community garden in there as well. Uh, we should have some beers and stuff like that going on, so it should be a really good time. But uh, all the walls are yeah, they have like uh, local graffiti artists that did like did all this awesome tagging on these walls. Um, nice. And then like right in the middle of that all is, is a stage. So uh, uh, the show's like. From six to ten, we go on last. Uh, so we'll we'll be hitting the stage around nine o'clock. And uh, yeah, man, I'm pumped. Uh, we'll be playing uh, five five brand new songs that will be on our next album, uh, along with so, five of your favorites. So two things. Tell me tell me more about the Sunflower Hill place. Like, is it just an outdoor venue? Is it is it is it uh, is there some sort of a restaurant? How long how long has it been there? I think it's been there for a couple of years now. Uh, they do events there. Uh, I don't think like I, I don't think there is a standard restaurant attached. Uh, but when they do like certain events, uh, I believe they do have food. Uh, I'm pretty sure there will not be food at our show, uh, but there should be beer. Uh, I believe it is 21 and over. Um, 
We have a awesome flyer that our friend Jack Ryan, uh, who also does some electronic music, he, his name is Humble Goods. If you're into electronic music, he does some cool stuff. Uh, he did the flyer, and it's freaking awesome. He did it as a favor to us. It's it's all very fillied out, you know what I mean. So there's like an eagle soaring down from the sky, and there's you know if, you know row houses and an L train and stuff like that. And then you know he worked in a bunch of collage sunflowers, but he did a great job. So yeah, yeah, we're we're pumped to do the show. Um, and we're you know. We're hoping that uh, some people will come out and see us and cheer us on. That's always great. Uh, the, our, our last show, which was our first show, I was dead sick. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully not being dead sick and sleeping in the back until I have to be dragged out <laughs> on the stage to play guitar. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, it's a really cool venue. Um, if you get a chance, look it up online. It's called Sunflower Hill. Uh and um, they're doing some really cool stuff there. Like I said, uh, you know they've got great outlets for graffiti artists, and they've got community gardens there. Uh, the venue itself holds like 400 people. Um, no way we're selling out 400 people, I don't think. Uh, but we shouldn't have to be turning people away at the door this time. So that'll oh. be awesome. Sweet Lou, oh, but yeah, shouts to Sweet Lou. Shouts to Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou's shots getting into fired. this show. He's getting into this show. Jeez! Wow, nice. So you, so you're gonna play five new songs. You, you're gonna play. Are you gonna play some of the songs from the original show? Are you gonna kind of yeah, gonna, uh, tighten yes. them up or whatever. Yeah, we're gonna play some of the some of the songs we did from our first show. Uh, we're adding one new song from the first album uh, that we didn't play at the first show, but we got a lot of requests for. Uh, so um, if you're one of those people listening to this show and you're like, I really wish they would have played Up in the Air at the last show, I've got good news for you. We're playing Up in the Air at this show. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so it's four songs you have you've probably already heard us play once, and then six songs that we have not played live. Uh, five of them are brand new and nobody's ever heard them before. Nice, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. So that's gonna be really Sweet. cool. Right, cool man. That's I like that. I like to hear that. So, and yeah. especially with with friend of the show Vaz getting some more, uh, get some more time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think uh, you know we discussed that at some point. I think we'll we'll do a we'll do a, a, an episode sometime in the near future, maybe in September or something. Maybe maybe somewhere around the release of the next album of album number two, uh, we'll have the rest of the Bears in studio for an entire show. Uh, that'll be an in studio show, and we'll all just chill and hang out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to make that happen soon. Yeah, for sure. We gotta figure out. gotta figure out a date for that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Let's try to let's try to do September, October. I think would be cool. Okay, September is gonna be. September will be tough. October might be uh, the spot. All right. Yeah. Let's um, let's 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 shoot for October. I got a couple of travel dates around there, but not nothing on the weekend. Okay. Yeah, I will be uh, first weekend in uh, September. I'm in Germany. Ooh. Uh, the third weekend in September, I will be down in, uh, what do they call that? Uh, I, I guess you call it like Myrtle Beach, but I don't know. We're gonna, I'm going to be down in the Carolinas for a bit. So. Gotcha. Um, that's, gotcha. Just, that's just how it all panned out. Like All the vacations came in one month. Yeah, I hear you. First, uh, first weekend in August, I will be in Greece. Awesome. Yep. 
So Super looking awesome. forward looking forward to that. So yeah, a lot of stuff going on in the world today. We're doing a lot of traveling. Bears Have Hearts is playing shows. Shazam was good. I mean, you you went too far. Dial, Shaz- it Dial it back. Shazam was decent. Shazam was mad okay. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. That's how, that's how I feel like when I took the girls to see uh, the the real-life Aladdin and, and with Will Smith as, as the genie, and, like, I left, uh, and it was like, that wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. That was <laughs> like, mad okay, yo. Yeah, right, right. Like, I prepped myself for the worst, and it wasn't the worst. Uh, see, that's that's how you got to – that's, you know, that's why kind of I'm, a, I'm an eternal pessimist because – I, you can only, you know, you can only rise you can only above go up. You can only, you go, can only up. go up. Yep. So. <laughs> when you're expecting rock bottom, you can only go up. So just like our, our next segment, you got to try this. I Ooh, feel yeah. like this is going to be rock bottom, but I, I see. I'm, but I'm setting it up for success. Yeah, no, for sure. I will. You know, you got to try this. I gave you a little something and you're not in the studio, so you can't hear the pour here. I got a glass. Then I'm finished. Nice. I'm, gonna give my, I'm gonna give myself a little shot of this. I'm gonna go neat, but you feel you do whatever you want. I am on uh, some icy, some icy stones. Can't really hear that pour, but I give myself a healthy little pour. Couple of fingers, as they say. And what we're yep, gonna yep. try today, ladies and gentlemen, is the Jim Bean Black Extra Aged Bourbon. And yeah, this is this is a bourbon by Jim Bean. Uh, I'm I'm a big whiskey fan, uh, specifically a big bourbon fan. Um, all bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are bourbons. Uh, bourbons come from a specific county in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and if you are not in that county, you are not considered a bourbon. I am. Uh, I'm taking in the aroma. It's got um, a good aroma. I feel like there's some. Yeah, I feel like there's some caramel in there. Yes. A little bit of vanilla. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that myself. A little vanilla. Yep. Definitely so a, little, I did, a little stingy alcohol, you know what I mean? Like, you can definitely get the sting in the nostrils of some alcohol. Once I got back, after you sent me home with this, I did get another bottle of this. Oh, nice. So, nice. I, so no matter what happens, I do have a bottle of this at home. It is so, not bad. I mean, and, and what was the price on it? Like thirty bucks? Uh, yeah, I think it was like thirty bucks. And then I made the mistake like two weeks ago of going to the liquor store, and I'm getting towards the checkout, and they have this Jim Beam in a black label bottle, and it was like seventeen bucks. And I'm like, I want to grab one of those. Maybe it's the same thing. Wasn't the same thing. It's something completely different. I don't know what it is, but it's like a sixteen dollar <laughs> Jim Beam. I don't think it's like, you know, this extra age, but it's something. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Not the normal Jim Beam, but yeah. anyway. So. And what's what's funny? I don't know if you have the bottle of the 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 black extra age in front of you. They have this logo that looks like a red wax stamp with Jim oh, yeah. Beam since seven ninety. Yeah, I mean it's total like it looks like Maker's Mark uh, on the logo. You know what I mean? But it's not. So, but whatever. We're gonna drink some bourbon here, boys. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm, uh, I'm tasting. Here it goes. See I like it. A little yeah. little spice. A little bit of a burn. Right? Uh, but not horrible. Not a horrible burn. Nope. 
Nope, it's what I expect. It's not, I, 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 you know, I don't think I expected it to be like super smooth. But, but what's not, once once the burn subsides a little bit, you get this really nice warming of the linger. chest. Yeah, yeah. There's this. I, I that's what I really like about bourbon bourbons is that that warmness that you get in the chest and in the throat. It just you know it's just nice. It's nice on a nice cool day to to get a little bourbon in you. Oh yeah, it's not a uh, it's not a summer beverage. Not a summer beverage. You got to make a mixed drink with this. Yeah, you know I mean this is a nice. I wouldn't. You know what I'd really like? I, I wouldn't mind an old fashioned made with this. Right on. Yeah. Right on. I would take uh, some Mexican Coke. We'll splash a Mexican Coke. That's not cocaine for you people. Get your heads out of the gutter. It's it's yep, Coke. Mex- Coca Cola made in Mexico. Made in Mexico. <laughs> Real cane sugar, not corn syrup. And it's amazing. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, this it, is. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. It's good for Jim Bean. Um, I, I I don't know. I, as far as bourbons go, I'm like a five and a half, six out of ten on this. Yeah, I, I, I get to around five, five and a half. I'm not going to. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have a know. Jack Daniels over this or, or a Gentleman Jack, you know, and, and definitely go on Maker's Mark or Bullet over this any, any day of the week. But I got a bottle of Patty downstairs that's uh, super special, so. But there's, it's, a, it's pretty, there's, there's a bourbon called like the Angel's Kiss or something. Um, oh, you, you know, it's very nice, very nice bourbon, very nice, very nice. They also make a rye, which is hard to find but very nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's uh, this that's next on my list is to get a get a hold of a rye and start getting into that and you know trying to taste that out because I know there's a there's a distillery in Pittsburgh that does. Uh, they have some great whiskeys, and I know that they make rye. And I, you know, I'd like to try it because it's, you know, it's probably pretty decent. So, oh yeah. Um, so we'll check that out. So let's drink and let's drink and converse. Let's have a moment. Yes, let's make a memory. Let's have a mixed media moment. Movies, books, and there's and then we watch and there's a TV show about it. You should watch the TV show about the movie or the book. It's mad decent. I think this episode is going to be called Mad Decent. Mad decent. You know what? Mad decent episode. Not half bad. No, no. So let's have a mixed media moment. I know we're a little bit late to the game on this one, but this is like an epic thing that wrapped up. And so I need to know. Do, do, I need do, to know do, everything. Do, 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 One wiener sitting against another one. <laughs> wiener, so let's talk floppy about. Wiener, floppy wiener, floppy wiener. Let's talk about the end. The end of the Game of the Thrones. The end of Game of Thrones. Gone too soon. Or was it? Gone too soon. Or was it? Or was it gone just in time? I don't know. I don't know if it was just in time or too soon. Um... Uh, yeah, so this is what I need to hear because I heard a lot of I heard a lot of you know a lot of this and a lot of that like it was a mixed bag this last season. It was rushed as fuck, rushed, rushed. 
See, if season seven was rushed, season eight was season seven on like methamphetamine. It was fucking rushed. So it was uh, West Virginia Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, it was like, fuck it. Yeah, the, you know this was going on, right? So now let's do this. And it was a lot of... Uh, um, I, I mean, all right, so like spoilers ahead, right? If you haven't fucking watched Game of Thrones yet, Pat, there's probably going to be some some fucking spoilers here for you. Um, it was like, uh, so like the Night King, right? Yeah, how, how fucking cool is the Night King? Oh, right. Right, yeah. So, um, so the Night King, he gets to Winterfell, right? And like, oh, it's just fucking, it's a battle, man, and shit's going on. And, uh, the dragons are like fucking, you know, breathing fire. All the fucking Dothraki are like almost instantly killed, but that doesn't matter because later on in the show, there's like, Unexplicitly, like eighteen thousand more Dothraki for like no fucking reason. But like in the <laughs> Battle of Winterfell, like there were only like five left. But then at the end of the show, there's like ten thousand of those fuckers, right? Um, so right. yeah, yeah, the battle's raging. It's fucking. It's pitch black outside. It's you can't see shit. And that was like the major complaint of the episode. Everybody was like, I can't fucking see what's going on. Oh, it was and so dark, right? It was so dark, you couldn't see fucking dick and like but there was some really 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 cool scenes in the battle of winterfell like the two or three episodes before that can pretty much fuck off um oh shit there goes my mic hold on technical difficulties here everybody please stand by please stand by i put my hand on the mic stand like to rest it there and i just crashed that thing into the desk see Um, you give me a hard time all the time about that those mic stands but those things are treacherous man they got a mind you know you could yeah yeah if you're not careful they will fuck you there'll be some bumps and booms in this episode ladies and gentlemen and you just have to stand by so the i think the first two episodes the first episode of season eight was basically an hour-long recap and it was fucking horrible right like it was like did you forget that john and danny love each other but they're actually uh oh shit ladies and gentlemen the remote contact between myself and patrick has been severed for a second but i'm going to try to call him back right this second call has been forwarded to an automated voice message ladies and gentlemen remote shows are so difficult here we go. We are ringing. There he is. Patrick, ba- Patrick Bandis is back on the phone, ladies and gentlemen. The show can continue. I did not pause the episode, Pat. I just kept talking. I know. It was great. <laughs> I'm with it. Good. I love it. There was, there was so much rushing, and then the, there was a coffee cup on the table, and then there was... There was a Starbucks the- coffee cup on the table. That shit happened. And then in, in the final episode, there were two fucking uh, like water bottles sitting beneath like people's chairs. And like, Love it's, it. Yeah, fucking great. So anyways, the Battle of Winterfell, shit's going on. Fucking... Um, yeah, the fucking Night King's there, and he's fucking getting in a dragon fight with fucking Daenerys and John, and it's fucking dragons like rah, right? And then fucking uh, John's dragon, he goes down, right? And then fucking the Night King's like, yeah, I'm doing my shit. I get on foot, I'm about to fuck shit up. But then Daenerys and her dragon see the Night King, right? And she's like fucking Dracarys, right? And so the 
Drogo's fucking breathing fire on the Night King. Then the fire disperses. What's left? A smiling Night King just basically like giving her the middle finger and whatever. Yeah, like that had nothing. Song of Fire or Ice? Nope, that hadn't fired. Did shit to the Night King. Right? So then the Night King, he gets in Winterfell. His dragon's in Winterfell. It's got a wound on its neck, but who gives a shit, right? Like it's still fucking spitting out fire and shit. It, that blue ice fire, whatever the fuck that is. And like it's fucking shit up. John's trying to get there, right? Because we brought John back from the dead in season five. John has a fucking important role in this goddamn story, right? John is. is Obviously, the books are leading up to Jon Snow, the fucking son of... The bastard. Yeah, the bastard, but actual legitimate son and rightful heir to the throne, son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, right? That's the true song of fire and ice. Jon Snow is the fucking song of fire and ice. Wait, time out. Arya's gonna jump like, like, like a Nike ad, right? Like, so first... The, the Night King's whole point is to kill Bran, right? Because Bran is the three-eyed raven, and the three-eyed raven is all of mankind's memories, right? So they, they're they using Bran as bait. They got some people around Bran protecting them. One of them is three, Theon Greyjoy. He decides he's going to make up for his past by giving his life up for uh, Bran Stark, right? So as the Night King and all the other uh, actual White Walkers, not the Whites, enter in, you know, wherever the fuck uh, Bran's being had at the Weirwood Tree, right? At that garden, right? All those White Walkers are there and and everybody's dead except for Theon fucking Greyjoy. And Theon Greyjoy grabs his spear and just fucking Leroy Jenkins <laughs> rushes the fucking Night King who of course just shanks him instantly and kills him. Uh, so long Theon. It's been a great run. Um, you died for something. Uh, and then uh, the wind blows by one of the White Walker's hair, right? And then you see fucking Arya Stark with Cat's Paw in her fucking hand. She's going after the Night King. The Night King grabs her by the throat midair. Uh-uh, bitch, that's not happening like that. And she's like, you did not watch season seven, episode four, when I was fighting Brienne, did you, Night King? Drops Cat's paw from her right hand, grabs it with her left hand, and shoves it into the Night King's chest. Night King's dead. All the Night Walkers are dead. All the Whites are dead. The day is won by Arya Stark. Yo, Arya rolls a 20. Arya rolls a 20. If this is, if this is D&D, Arya yeah. rolls a goddamn 20. Arya rolls a goddamn 20. There's still three episodes of the show left. The Night King's dead. What the fuck is going to happen now, right? So now we're gearing up towards the battle of Daenerys and Cersei, right? The fucking good queen versus the bad queen. Daenerys' forces have taken a big hit from the Battle of Winterfell and the Battle of the White Walkers. Uh, if you remember in Season 7, Cersei pledged to send her forces to fight for the living, but that didn't happen. Oh, also, just as a quick reminder, before the Battle of Winterfell, Jamie Lannister, the most handsome man in Westeros, bangs Brianna Tarth, uh, the Lady Knight. Uh, so that happens. A little weird. A little weird, little weird, but there's a love story there. I don't hate it. I think it's great. 
great until Jamie right before like the the battle uh, after after the battle of of, of of Winterfell and everybody's alive Jamie's like nah nah I'm gonna go back to my sister I love her yeah she's terrible I'm terrible too boo hoo hoo uh, Brienne's crying yada 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 Jamie goes back to the Red Keep uh, Tyrion knows that they're going to win because they still have Drogon, the one dragon left, because John's dragon wound up getting killed by Euron Greyjoy. I will explain in another episode why I hate this version of Euron Greyjoy that is in the TV show, but what the fuck ever. It's not the Euron Greyjoy from the book. It's not the Euron Greyjoy we deserve. Remember, the Euron Greyjoy in the book, he's a fucking weird pirate with an eye, eye patch and, like, fucking does black magic. His ship's called the Silence in the book. Why is it called the Silence? Because he removes all of his crew members' tongues. So they can't Damn. tell. Yeah. So they can't talk about all the black magic shit that Euron Greyjoy has learned. That's fucking badass in the book. In the movie, he's just trying to bang Cersei, right? Or in the TV show, right? So it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's like, oh, look at my cock, and like that's the whole fucking thing, right? Not quite as cool as you know black magic Euron Greyjoy. Um. So yeah, so Euron Greyjoy and the Iron Fleet and the Golden Company, uh, which serve no purpose, uh, they shoot a dragon with uh, one of the big scorpions, and they kill it. Uh, we never really visit that again, right? Like that's none. Of, Danny's very upset, very upset that her dragons died. She's now lost two dragons. She's the mother of dragons. So they go right. and they're like, "Hey, we're at the gates of you know King's Landing. You better give up, Cersei. Our forces are equal, but I got a dragon." And they're, she's like, "How are our forces equal?" And she's like, "Well, you know, uh, when five Dothraki survived, well, really like five thousand Dothraki. So the the armies are the same. Whatever. Blah blah blah. It's fucking stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever." So um, I, I can't remember how Cersei gets Melisandre, Melisandre, which is like uh, Daenerys's best friend, right? And well, she kills her, right? So, uh, so Danny, very pissed off, attacks uh, King's Landing. There's still people in there, yada yada yada. Tyrion has been very specific during the battle. When you hear the bells ring, that means the city has fallen. They've given up. Stop the attack, right? So the battle's going on. Cersei's fucking, you know, in the Red Keep watching the city fall. The the Northmen, the Dothraki, the fucking Unsullied are cutting through the Lannister army. Drogon's burning shit. The, the Scorpions don't matter. None of that shit matters. Um, there's an awesome fight between the Mountain and the Hound. We call it Clegane Bowl. It was totally fucking worth worth it uh the hound uh dies um what's uh um hold on i got a weird text from my wife okay so um there's there's the Clegane Bowl, fucking Sandor Clegane and Gregor Clegane, the, the, the brothers that hate each other, but they're brothers, right? And they should love each other. They fucking get into a fight. Gregor Clegane, the mountain, is some sort of weird zombie thing, right? That that Kyburn has built. And like, you know, Sandor like fucking stabs him in the head, but he doesn't die. So Sandor finally, you know, understands that he has to like kill himself and, and dive and jump and they both die. And that's fucking great. That's the greatest part of the whole fucking story is the Clegane Bowl. Like, it fucking made sense. Um, but then the bells ring, right? Like, the city has given up. And and, and the armies stop. And Danny sits on top of her, her dragon, looking at the Red Keep. 
and then just goes fuck it i'm killing everybody literally starts going up and down every street in king's landing burning innocent children women everything literally just kills everybody everybody wow. the, the unsullied are lining up the lannister soldiers that have given it up and are like executing them on their knees like slitting their throats killing them it is fucking buck wild right and like Tyrion's like fuck this this isn't what i signed up for right and 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 then danny throws him in jail this is so danny obviously wins the battle right because she fucking kills everybody and then you know she's given a speech like yeah we're gonna free people from this oppressive system but everybody's like you're the oppressive system now like you know what i mean and everybody's like well how does danny make that change and what i fucking think is great and i'll tell you this right now pat um there was an uptick in uh stupid people naming their kids khaleesi or daenerys well you just named them after a fucking mass murdering bitch i hope you fucking Love enjoy it. that right i hope you oh that's my little khaleesi hopefully one day she'll slaughter innocent children um so i'm i'm, I'm rambling i'm gonna go on and on here but so uh, basically she throws Tyrion in the fucking cell right she's one john's there and he's like let's not kill everybody and she's like oh we're doing it because we're gonna make a better world we're gonna make westeros great again right like that's basically what it what it what, what it comes down to right and then john's like i love you and then he like hugs and he's like come here auntie he hugs and gives her a passionate kiss and then you're like oh fuck he's so whipped that oh then john stabs her in the side right oh john kills denarius oh man then drogon comes in and sees his mom dead and he fucking burns the iron throne like that's drogon's move i'm only assuming that drogon thought that like maybe denarius slipped and fell on one of the swords in the Iron Throne. I don't know why he's so mad at the chair, but he burns the chair. I'm sure there's supposed to be symbolism, right? Like that's the desire for the Iron Throne is what brought his mother down. And So Drogon grabs her body, flies away, leaves Jon. <clears throat> the part that irritates me is Grey Worm then arrests Jon Snow right and wants to execute him but fuck you gray worm you you have no say in westeros right there's only like three thousand unsullied left if the fucking north want to blah 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 whatever so but then they convince gray worm that they're going to send Jon snow to the wall gray worm's going to get on a boat and leave the dothraki are going to leave they make bran the new king uh sansa doesn't want to bend the knee so they let the north go free John gets sent to the wall, but there is no more fucking wall, right? So he just goes north with um, uh, um, Tormund Giantsbane, and that'll probably be a cool show, like him and Tormund just hanging north of the wall, building I I don't know. Uh, Arya goes, what's west of Westeros? Like, I don't know. That's where all the maps end. Well, you have shitty map makers, right? So she decides she's going to get on a boat, and she goes west of Westeros. I'm sure that'll be a spinoff show. And then you have Bran the King in the south, and his sister Sansa the King in the north. So that's kind of how the story ends. Um, I know I'm cutting some corners. I'm probably leaving some things out, but none of it's that fucking important. Um, They took a great show with a ton of character plot, and they are just like, yeah, fuck it. Daenerys is a psycho bitch. She burned everybody. The end. Bravo. Da, 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 Bravo. Da, da. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, summary of so season wait, eight of Game of Thrones. So, who were the directors for this? Because this season they changed directors, did they not? Yeah, I think the showrunners were the directors. 
Uh, I'm okay. pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure the showrunners and the writers. And like some of it was good. So, some of the shit was epic looking as fuck. Made no sense. There's a part where fucking King's Landing is all ash and Arya is like fucking she somehow made it. She's she's alive, right? And then there's a white horse that comes out of nowhere. And so like what does that mean? Who the fuck knows? Because it literally ends there. The white horse shows up and people started making memes like your Uber has arrived because that's all it did. Right. So at the end, like who who thinks who thinks that Bram is going to be king at the end of this? Like who's going into this? Who won money on that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. But Tyrion was the main main person behind it. Um, OK. Poor wow. Peter Dinklage. Yes. So, are, whatever George R. R. Martin comes up with as a ending, his ending, does anybody give a shit? Like, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, does it happen? I, I do. I think, like, I'm very interested to read his book because I'd really like to see how it ends. You know what I mean? Because this like, do you think it's very forced. It, like, and I agree with that. So, is it fair that he gets to write the rest of his book knowing that you know what i mean yeah i i don't know because he was a consultant on the all this right so right who knows maybe he's testing shit out and, and like gonna be like oh, all right nobody like that all right nobody like that let me just go ahead and change it a little bit yeah but there's some you know important elements that are in the book that don't exist in the show and um you know like like um like 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 uh you're on great joy you know what i mean um but, right, well, you yeah. know, the, it's rare. It's rare that the adaptate the cinema, the cinematic adaptation of a book is ever completely in line with the book. You know what I mean? That it doesn't yeah, piss no, everybody no, sure. off. So, right. You know, but I like it. I like it. There's a lot of passionate response here, and that's pretty much what we expect out of the fans of of Game of Thrones. Like we expect them to be like passionate about it, and you know. Does a show ever end? What is the best show to... You know what I mean? Like, what show ever ended the way you really hoped good. it would yeah, end? Right, you know what I mean? Right. So, yep. No. Oh, my God. Awesome. Speaking of shows and speaking of awesome stuff, have you watched season three of Stranger Things? Yeah. Holy shit. Let's talk about that next episode. Yeah, next we don't even... We we have, holy crap. We, have we don't no, have time. No, we don't have time at all. Uh, we ran over the, today's episode, but we're still pretty good by our normal standards, right? Uh, but, you know, yeah, next episode, we're going to talk about the Lords of Chaos and Stranger Things. It's going to be a spooky fucking episode. Nice. Love it. Super spooky. Nice. So, but as we said, um, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, you know, just wow. like Shazam, it was... Uh, is pretty okay. Mad decent, yo. Mad, mad decent. decent, yeah. Mad decent. Jim Beam Black, mad decent. Uh, mad decent. A, mad decent. Yeah, I mean, my stomach's not feeling so good right now, but mad decent. Mad decent. Watchtower Heroes, mad decent. Yes. So, but uh, thanks for thanks for dropping by. Thanks for stopping in. Remember, kids, when the bell tolls, burn fucking everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not, that's not how we want to go out. That's not how we want to go out. I apologize. That's too depressing. So, but uh, remember, kids, and still the defending rating. <laughs> <laughs>
podcast champion. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God. That's All us. Right. That's us. Thanks for coming by. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.